Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.magaw, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. Welcome to the Follow the Brand podcast. I'm your host, Grant McGall, CEO of Five Star BDM, where we help you to build a five-star brand that people will follow. The Metaverse consists of a sense of immersion, real-time interactivity, and user agency that will provide economic opportunities using new kinds of digital business assets and value exchange models. That comes from my next guest, Terry Proto. The Metaverse is a concept of a 3D digital world. It consists of virtual spaces that you can explore using an avatar that you create. It is the next step in digital transformation. Companies that integrate virtual reality into operational processes will have a clear advantage. Market researchers at PwC have found that virtual reality and augmented reality will spur an increase in the global economic output of over $1.5 trillion by 2030. Terry Proto helps 3D creators to promote their businesses by leveraging his 25 years of business strategy and marketing to coach creators. He connects creators with businesses that need to elevate their brands into the metaverse. He builds trust through the largest directory of creators and has over 600 case studies for brands that need information on how to apply 3D technology for their products and services. 3D, high fidelity, smart, artificial intelligent technology has been maturing in the gaming, movie, and business application space for over 25 years. Proto is an experienced entrepreneur with a professional background in creative media in the United States, Europe, and Asia. In 2015, when VR and AR exploded onto the scene, Terry saw the potential in a growing creative market whose professionals would need help with strategic and business development advice. Since then, Terry founded his XR business consulting agency and the leading VR AR showcase and community at virtualrealitymarketing.com. Let us welcome Terry Proto to the Follow the Brand podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to another stellar week on the Follow the Brand podcast. You know, I've been scouring the world, looking to get more information about the metaverse, the metaverse, the metaverse. Everybody's talking about this new platform, game-changing platform. And when I came across Terry Proto, you know, you know, LinkedIn is my friend, and I look at interesting people, interesting profiles, very interesting guy. I said, wow, this guy is doing branding in the metaverse. He's, he understands it. He talks to a lot of different designers. He brings people together in order to create our virtual world, the metaversal worlds, and getting us ready for a brand new experience as we engage directly in our devices, <laughs> whether in a laptop, desktop, or, or, or tablet. You, you have you're going to have way more options. So we're going to talk about that. So I'd like to introduce you to Terry. We're going to have a candid conversation and how we can move this forward and you have a better understanding. So, Terry, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. So for starters, thanks for having me, Grant. Pleasure to be with you today. And yes, so I'm Terry Proto. I'm CEO of Virtual Reality Marketing. We're the largest directory and showcase of, you know, AR, VR, metaverse creators. Um, and we, we, for the past few years, we've been on a mission to connect uh, immersive creators, you know, those guys creating those worlds and brands and clients and trying to, you know, bridge the two, if you will. Well, so see, now see, two great worlds. And that's, you. I got out, when I first saw the metaverse, I said, wow, this is a great new opportunity for branding and marketing because you're taking things from a two-dimensional world to a three-dimensional and immersive content. I always tell people that what, what intrigues me about this whole thing is like, you go to a website now, you go to my website right now, you're going to get a two-dimensional experience. You're going to get some text. You're going to see some nice pictures and you're going to get some video, but it doesn't take into an immersive understanding. Now in this, in the, in a virtual world, I could take you directly into one of my settings. Let's say we're talking about branding and marketing. And then that back in marketing world, I could have myself like you're seeing now, but it's a bot. It's it's a artificial intelligence that's walking you through the world of five-star BDM and the uh, different offering and services that we do, some of the, the different use cases that we've done. And it's going to be so much more immersive that you could ever do in a two-dimensional right. website. So right. help me under first, let's back up a little bit. How the heck did you even get started in something like this? Oh, that's a long story, but the short version of this is I've always been passionate about computer graphics, 3D computer graphics. And I started in my bedroom when I was 16 on a computer. So that was like 25 years ago. I shouldn't say that. I said that way too much. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so basically everything you see now in the metaverse is based on 3D technology, like interactive 3D technology. And that's the same technologies that people are familiar with because of Hollywood movies, but in particular, video games, because movies are, are that movies. It's a movie, it's not interactive. But what you have in a video game is you're in a 3D world and you can interact. Like your decisions in real time affect what you see. And so that's a technology that's coming from video games. I started that back to your question when I was 16. And I've been doing this for 25 years in the video games industry. I've been a video games producer. 
And then a digital imaging producer. I've had my own company working in advertising, doing those kind of visual for advertising. So about me, like I kind of fell into this. Like it's natural. Like it's like air. <laughs> well, you've been breathing a lot of air. And I know you <laughs> now, where's your roots? Meaning, are you US based? We talked a little bit about this before we even jumped on. You know, you said you're in Fiji, but where are you from originally? Yeah, it's a complex question for me to answer this thing because <laughs> it's like I really need to come up with like a simple answer for this. So the the shorter version of this is I'm French and I was born in the Caribbean. So my DNA is from Guadeloupe, but it's a French island. So I'm French and I was raised in Paris. Uh, and my businesses are based in Los Angeles and Singapore. Singapore is another digression, so I'll spare you that. Uh, um, I'm in Fiji at the moment, and it's a personal thing with my, uh, it's a familial thing, if you will. And uh, last but not least, our clients are mainly, our, our clients and team are mainly in the States. We're a remote company, so my team is in, People of my team are in Los Angeles and in Washington and in Singapore. And our clients are everywhere in the States and in Europe, I guess. So that's the, and that's the short answer. Oh, that's a very good answer because that helps me to get context. You are an international person. You're worldly. And then you're dealing in a world, you're dealing in this world of uh, innovation. And I truly believe, like, like I call the millennial world. The millennials grew up a lot of them, some of you depends on your age group, but you still grew up with a lot of technology, right? Yes. Definitely in the oh, beginnings yeah. of Xbox, you know, and oh, Nintendo. I mean, where was on this? Like, I had my first computer when I was four in the 80s. I was like on my, my father had his first, but I was like playing with him all the time. I had my first own computer when I was 10 or 11, which was a big thing in the 90s. Uh, I've seen like the first Nintendos, the first Atari, Sega, Xboxes, and PlayStation. It's coming like way after. So yeah, all of it, you name it. So when you you interact with designers, mm -hmm. and are you helping them to develop, let's say, a game? Are you helping them to develop, say, hey, you've got an idea for a virtual world. I see what you want to do. But now you've got to promote it. You've got to brand it. You've got to market it. Is that what you're doing? Help, help me understand that. Right, right, right. So several things to say here. So number one, when people talk about VR and the metaverse, because it's a technology that's coming from games, they tend to have always like make references to games. And in our company, we are really squarely focused on all things immersive for business. Mm -hmm. What a lot of people are missing out is that it, those technologies are right for business. And actually, most of the action in the immersive world is taking place not on the entertainment space, but in the business world. So you've got tons of... So it's not necessarily games, actually. It's very much business applications for a variety of use cases, for a variety of business verticals, like uh, training and retail and e-commerce and you name it, really. And so what we do in our uniqueness, I guess, is as a producer and creator myself, who's been through the whole chain of creating video games and creating entertainment and creating this kind of content, <clears throat> I thoroughly understand what's required to create it. However, we're not creating anymore ourselves. What we do, I like to take this sports analogy of, if you, was, if you will, I was a player for a long while and now I'm more like a coach. 
And it's a different position where you're not the one doing the running yourself. So to answer your question, we're not creating ourselves, but we know all the creators. And because I was a player myself, I know what it takes to be on the field and to do those things. And so we're in a position where we are extremely relevant to talk to those people because we were in their shoes for a long while. And we understand what it takes to be there. But we also have a cool perspective where we talk to a lot of people inside of the industry, outside of the industry, clients and everything. So also back to your previous question, we are really squarely focused on helping them with business, to put it very simply. Mm. Like when I had my own company and when we were creating 3D immersive content, it was very glamorous. It was super cool. We were coming out of games. We were working for cool agencies and cool clients. We won some awards and everything. So it was very glossy, sexy, glamorous. But on the flip side of that, as the CEO and founder, BizDev was very challenging for me and for us because no one could help us with that. No one understood what we were doing. And so no one could add value because everything was alien to them. And so what we do, and so I realized that my problem was kind of everyone else's problem in the space. Like all of those creators that tend to have the same problem. And so we help these guys with, they're super fluent with the technology usually, but not necessarily the biggest experts of strategy and marketing and lead generation and sales and all those things. So to take my player analogy, well, I used to be a player and now I'm a coach and we're coaching other creators to help them with their thing where they usually need help and that strategy, marketing, lead gen, and uh, sales even, if that makes sense. No, it makes ter- perfect. And I see this a lot, especially with uh, entrepreneurs, small business owners. They're, they have expertise in a certain area. Very, very good, let's say, at engineering. Very, very good at technology or operations, but sorely in need of, of sales, uh, even from a marketing aspect or a finance aspect. They're like, exactly. uh, I, I have no idea know how to balance an a, a yeah, how to, yeah. You know, finally, yeah exactly you know and then you don't know the value like well how much is that piece of software you just made worth well i don't know you know so exactly. <laughs> you know so the, i now I, i'm getting a better understanding of what it is so you're helping these other ux design companies from a biz dev um, right. perspective but that's only half of the things actually because okay. Where, you know, when we say we're connecting creators with brands, it's a two-way street. So we're helping the creators connect with their clients. And that's what I just described. But we are also helping the brands enter the space. And here it's the, it's the, you know, I like to say it's two sides of the same coin. And the way you help one group is not the same way you help the other group because they've got different problems. So for the brands, the typical problems are they are super excited. Everyone is talking about this thing and everyone needs to get on board, but it's very overwhelming. You don't know where to start. You don't know who to trust. That's a big one. Um, So, you know, for instance, right now, some of our clients and partners uh, are large companies and they are starting in the metaverse. So, you know, everyone wants to have a metaverse division or department right now and create virtual worlds and everything, but all of this is very fresh. Um, I've been doing this thing for 25 years. If you're starting like six months ago and you need to all of a sudden figure all of this in five minutes, it's challenging. 
And so what we do is we help those guys by taking them by the hand. And on our website, we've got a large collection of resources. So we are the largest directory of XR creators. We've got more than 3,000 companies listed worldwide. We've got very important, the largest library of XR case studies. So we've got um, 600 plus, it's always climbing, case studies. And you know, I was telling you, it's not just for games. If you go mm -hmm. on our site and you don't know, like you don't understand what's this metaverse. Everyone is asking, what's the metaverse and how it's working and how it's... Everyone is asking this. If you go on our site, and for instance, if you're in retail or e-commerce and you're wondering, okay, how can I apply this thing to my world? You can look it up. And you can look at literally dozens of case studies of this is how Nike is doing this thing, and this is how Porsche is doing this thing, and this is that, and this is that. And you can learn about the benefits. You can learn about the ROI. And most importantly, you can learn about those very guys who did this very thing in front of you and get in touch with them right now. And, and even one of the things we do is that we go as far as in some cases for large projects, people tend to come to us and say, hey, we've got these complex initiatives that we are building and we want to go fast. And again, it's all about, we don't have time to mess around and we need to work with the right people. We can't afford to fail on this thing. So we need to make sure we're working with the right people. So in this case, we work with the brands and make a recommendation and work with them on their brief and their needs and their requirements and connect them with, you know, shortlist of, for this project, you need to talk to this company, that company, they've got the right track records, they've got the right portfolio, you can trust them, you know, and you can go and you're good. Well, what you just said is so important because, you know, just think about this now, even in the web design world, you know, there's lots of people that can make a website. However, no one can make you a website if you don't give them the, the vision. Right. What are you trying to accomplish? What does that look like? And you need that someone, and I see this a lot. You know, I've worked with different designers. And until I kind of uh, draw it out as best I can to sketch it out, then they can fill it with light. They can fill it with color. So now I understand what you're trying to accomplish because there's so many different things you can create. Let's just say a car. Let's just as a very simple thing. Hey, you know what? I want a car. Okay. I want a virtual world. You want, okay. Well, what kind of car would you like? Exactly. What color do Was it big? And then again, what is it being used for? What are you doing with it? But somebody like a virtual, like, I don't even know what you can do with it. So you don't know what you don't and that's, know. And that's the thing. You, you got it perfectly right because you're talking about a website and we're talking about going from 2D to 3D. And on a website, it's a 2D thing with a bunch of pages, with some text and everything. All of a sudden, and I think part of the reason why people have such a hard time wrapping their head around this whole virtual world metaverse context, and the reason why I was starting as well when I was young, is because you can literally do anything you want. You can play God, you can create 3D worlds like, you know, Earth. And, you know, when people ask you, what's the metaverse? It's kind of like, I ask you, what is Earth? Well, it's a planet. And, you know, on the planet, you've got an infinity of things. And you've got Fiji, and you've got New York, and you've got Los Angeles, and you've got Paris, and you've got this small village in France, and you've got, you know, whatever. And it's all different, and it's all very. And so from a design standpoint, what you were saying, it gets so much harder 
because there are so many more opportunities of things to do. We were talking about a website and, you know, it was a few pages and blocks of text and everything. And now I'm talking about planet Earth where you can do anything you can do on Earth. <laughs> and I'm saying Earth because I'm limited, because I can do anything. So it could be the universe, it could be Mars, it could be anything. Yeah, and, and so you're only limited by your imagination. imagination. And then you need the imagination of other people because you're limited in scope and you don't realize what else you, when you walk through that door, and this is the what people need to understand. When I walk through that door, this is what you can do in a virtual world. And you're right. expecting, say, you hear, let's just say this, you hear a male voice, you, you walk through, and all of a sudden you see a character that has a, a dog's head and a giraffe's body <laughs> and a human voice. That's something you, you can, can do, that. do <laughs> you know, in a virtual world. But here's the thing, it's immersive. It's in front of you. It's in the realism, human eye resolution, the the you know, in a in a VR kind of contest and experience, like wow, this is not just watching like a cartoon where you know, of course, cartoon, you know, in the cartoon world, sure, you can make a lot of different characters, right? No problem. Everybody's seen science fiction, sci-fi there. But how many of you have actually writ written on the Star Trek? enterprise and you sat down next so, to the captain. I, you know what? It's funny you say that. I'll give you an example. <laughs> one of our clients has been commissioned by one of their clients to create a bunch of virtual meetings during COVID. So that was beginning of this year. It was for a conference uh, every 60... I mean, anyways, I'm, I'm under NDA with everyone, so I can't spell specifics. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the fun thing, and why am I talking about this, is that they wanted to do a virtual conference, they wanted to do immersive spaces, and because it's immersive, you don't, have to, you don't need to do a boring meeting room. So, for instance, for one of their meeting rooms, they decided that they would meet on the bridge of the Enterprise, the Starship <laughs> Enterprise. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because we can. And it's super cool. And people, and, and as you're saying, one of the challenges also, I think, about this thing is it's kind of being in love. You know, it's you need to experience it to see it and feel it. It's very difficult to describe. And so it's great that you can do stuff on a computer and you can see you know, on a 2D screen. And that's a great start. And you should totally do that. But having a headset is a whole other level where when you're in a meeting room, you know, when you have, we have, for instance, now monthly networking events where we have two to 400 people joining in VR. And we were doing this on Zoom before and people raved about it in VR. It was actually cool because when we switched from Zoom to VR at the beginning of the year, we were worried that we would have a, a drop off going to VR because everyone knows Zoom and it's installed everywhere. And the good surprise is we had like two to three times more people joining uh, yeah. despite the hurdles, despite installing new software because they were so excited knowing. And part of the excitement is... This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. 
The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. Well, when you're talking to someone in a meeting like this, they're in front of you and you can make eye contact with them. And when, so your whole body is moving, your hands are moving. For instance, I look at, I talk a lot with my hands and you have that, you have the body language. And if I'm talking to you, to this guy to the right, I'm going looking right. And if I'm talking to this guy to the left, I'm looking left yeah. you can make eye contact. And all of those cues you have, which are very natural, you have them in VR. And it feels more immersive because um, I think, you know, another way of saying it is our brains are wired to live in a 3D world. Everything is 3D in front of us. So that's the natural way for us to express ourselves. It's way more powerful than 2D. Uh, without question. I, I, I got a VR headset, right? Got one of the uh, MetaQuest uh, headsets. And it went to alt space. I think it's alt that's, space. That's what we're using. VR. And when you first get into it, you're in just a uh, a virtual apartment. And it kind of like help you. And you're 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 in the apartment and you have to learn how to walk. You've got to learn how to pick up things. You've got to learn how to, you know, maneuver, right? But once you get the hang of it, like, okay, now we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take the training wheels off, right? You can pick <laughs> one of these other worlds to actually interact with and remember you're not just interacting with the character like you just said you're interacting with other people and they're in different ways i learned how to fly i'm flying through the landscape i'm doing all this cool stuff man this is so all exciting and this is just the infancy i tell people all the time absolutely think about we have go ahead go ahead we have in our events, for instance, one of our partners created this cool Miami beach house that's an actual house. Uh, so they are architectural visualization company and they um, have like high profile clients everywhere, some of them in Miami. And so they did this like high definition rendering of this beautiful Miami million dollar beach house. I think the address is like 135 pounds or something. And the house actually exists in the real world and they have a high definition rendering for the movies and they have the old space version. And so where we meet is in the beach house. And so when we make those events, kind of like the Starship Enterprise, we say, hey guys, come and meet us by the beach and you can like grab marshmallows and like literally burn the marshmallows with the sound of the waves behind you. And it's just another level, like you have no idea. So, so another, and I live in Miami, right? So I, I can appreciate that, but I can be in Fiji, you know, and, and the realism, that's the thing, it's the realism of it. And then making it even extra real, like, well, they can recreate a real Miami experience. But then could you imagine a super universe Miami, like, or a futuristic Miami that you've made? You can, you, you can do Miami in the future, Miami in the past, Miami underwater, anything you want, you know, it's like, but to be fair, you were talking about uh, early days and it is very much early days. So what's fabulous, not complaining once again, is that if you take the last like three, four years or something, and you look at the history of VR headset and the hardware, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
back in 2017, like the, the best you could buy was like a HTC and it was a complex headset. The headset itself was like a thousand dollar and you needed a, like one or two thousand dollar computer and you had wires everywhere and you had sensors everywhere and you literally had to have like a VR room to set up everything so that you could use this thing. Fast forward now, like since the last two years or something, uh, you are talking about the MetaQuest. All of your complicated hardware, wire, sensors, everything is now a self-content headset that you can buy on Amazon for $2.99. And you've got the headset and you've got the controller and that's it. Yeah. And, you know, so it's already spectacular progress in just a few years. And But it's not perfect. And for instance, the visual fidelity of it, what people don't necessarily realize is that um, all of this is very intensive in terms of computation. Yeah. Uh, basically, you want to have a 3D supercomputer on your face that costs $200. Like in perfect world, it should be like a pair of sunglasses, like Rayman glasses. So technologically speaking, it's mind-bogglingly complex to get there. But we go there very fast. And for instance, later this year, Apple, uh, later this year or beginning of next, Apple is going to release their own headset. And for instance, for the next iteration, they are going to have the equivalent of the power that you have in a MacBook Pro on something that's as thin as your iPhone. Ah. And that's, you know, even smaller, like the MetaQuest is going to look big and clunky compared to the next one from Apple uh, because it's going so fast. And this time it's going to have the power of MacBook Pro, which is like, you know, so again, you're going from having the big PC with the wires and everything to having the PC on your face, you know, and so it's going super quick. Um, and with this amount of power, what comes is that you can have higher fidelity graphics. Like right now, one of the comments is, for instance, if you go on all space, everyone says, hey, you've got cartoony avatars. And it's not an accident. It's because that's what's possible with current hardware because it's easier, faster to render. But as you go and as you have more powerful hardware, you can get to PlayStation 4, 5 graphics where it becomes, you know, perfectly photorealistic. I totally agree with that. You start getting into 4K, 8K, 12K, the uh, human eye resolution is going to, it's going to be you know, high def, basically. Exactly. And what exactly. you just said is so, so important because the headsets now, I think, especially on a worldwide scale, they'll be uncomfortable for mass use uh, right. and, and because you're so cut off from, you know, the physical world. So you're going to get into more of an augmented reality, physical to digital, digital to physical. But yeah, just like I got glasses on now. Wow. How cool would that be where I have, you know, a, a, a VR mode in my regular glasses that I can just, you know, move in and move out of easily. Uh, uh, Google, yep. remember people like, remember Google, was it Google or Google Lens? They were trying Google Glass, they were trying. I mean, but Google so Glass, that was like 2012 or 2013. Yeah, you know, it long was like, time. In, in tech world, it's like, you know, the Middle Ages. Yeah. No, so <laughs> the technology will be here's, here's the thing. I think a lot of my audience is going to want to understand this. They pretty much know what it costs to build out, let's say, a website. And I'm, I'm going to say a uh, SMB company, let's say it's 50 to 100 people. And your e-commerce, you're probably going to spend all in with everything that you're going to need, you know, anywhere from five to 10K. Does that sound 
right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, for a website, sure. So they're going to ask, like, well, what is that going to And I know that it's all relative of what kind of world you want to build, but that's what they say. Well, what kind of budget do I need? What, <laughs> what, what can I get for my $10,000? You know, I mean, what is right, this Right, right, right. So that's an excellent question. And I, I, I will maybe answer a little bit to the side of that, but we run a series. I mean, we, we had even a panel uh, at one of uh, the VR events called How Much Is XR? Because that's the question on everyone's lips, like, how much is this thing? And part of the reason why you never get a straight answer is because the answer is how long is a piece of string? You know, it's how much is a house? How much is a car? How much is a house? Like, if you have, do you have my Miami mansion with like 12 rooms and ocean view, and that's $8 million? Or do you have your simple two-bedroom house with just one car garage and it's 200000 And it can be anything and everything in between, you know, or more or less. And it's kind of the same answer, but to give you ballpark numbers well it depends on what you do so if you're talking augmented reality what can you get for your ten thousand dollars if you're looking about augmented reality on your iphone and you want to do like face filters like you see on snapchat you can probably get filters for like five ten thousand dollars with the creator and start to have some cool fun ar effects and if you want to go into more immersive worlds it goes up fairly quick to be fully honest uh, and it's, if you want to start to have, uh, like a one to five minute experience is that's full 3d that you can experience on the web or in a browser, it's not uncommon to see companies having entry budgets at something like $50,000. And from there, you can get to. $150,000 or $250,000 or $500,000 and plus. And it's all depending on the complexity. You know, when we were talking about the specification and the brief, yeah. it's the same thing of what do you want? If you want to have an experience and it's you, Grant, talking in your studio and it's just one character and one studio and that's it. And, you know, the studio is, a, I don't know, it's one room and it's a 200 square meter and that's it. A square feet, sorry. Uh, that's it. Fine. That's going to be more on the, you know, 25, 30, $50,000 range of things. But if all of a sudden you're telling me, hey, you know what? And then I can look out the window and outside of the window, it's Miami. And you can go on Ocean Drive and everything is photorealistic and you can enter any restaurant you want and everything. Yeah, that's possible. But then all of a sudden, instead of having just to create the little room, you have to create views of Miami. You have to create Ocean Drive. You have to create like seven restaurants, all of them like 2,000 square feet. And so your budget is going to be more like 500,000 because more. Well, let me ask you this. Now we're going to get in and we're going to, I know we're getting late, so we're going to wrap up, but I want to ask you, because this is where like, well, okay, I spent 50,000. How do I make my money back? So we start looking at Web 3.0, NFTs, selling real estate. Like, all right, I bought my room. It's cool. People like it, but maybe I buy enough, like a, like an apartment complex. I have, I, I have tenants that then want to take up space. And in my virtual world that I've created, how do then do people, do you, do you have these discussions about uh, investments of that sort? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's the number one question. The reason why I was saying earlier that 
VR for business, where was where a lot of those things happened, is I'm going to have a good answer for you, and it's going to be a boring answer. I'm sorry, because people <laughs> tend to like the flashy, sexy things like NFTs, and hey, I can sell this thing for $68 million. Well, I was telling you about the case studies, and the short answer for you is like three little words, uh, letters, ROI, return on investment. Where do people make money with this right now, the immense majority of people? It's often in the business world, and it's often with returns on their investment. And it's boring stuff, but very effective business stuff, like VR training, like VR training, training people in an immersive world is fantastic because it's great to help create situations that are either rare or impossible or dangerous or expensive to create in the real world. Like Walmart as a Black Friday VR training where they can train their employees for Black Friday, which otherwise you couldn't. You can do that once a year. And so, oh, we're going to train you maybe next year and that's it. So you can do that in VR. There's one company we talked to, they're doing this super cool thing for firefighters in Canada where they are de-risking the training of firefighters using high-definition VR headset. And back to your question on how people make money on this, the fun story is that those companies selling those kind of products, they really sell it by showing the ROI, the return on investment for their clients, by explaining that, well, by doing this VR experience, say you're in oil and gas, that's a very good, easy one, well, you're going to train people to not blow up your oil rig. And the money you're going to spend, like the $250,000 you're going to spend with us to create this experience will be nothing compared to the tens of millions of dollars that you're going to save in not blowing up your oil rig and not killing 50 people in the process. You know, that's where you make your money. Boring, oh, but yeah. no, 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 no. That's effective. <laughs> See, now it's called use case. This is this is a great discussion I saw in a group that I was in. Like, what what what's going to like be the dominant like metaversal platform or metaverse experience that takes place? And some people are like, oh yeah, you know, you you see these big investments. So talk about the Microsoft. You talk about you know the uh, uh, Facebook. So you're talking about the gaming world where there's you know Epic Games. Or, or some of these other, who's going to win? And, and one of the uh, lines that they feel that's going to really take off is in that business world, meaning if you've got a business application already, people are used to it in the business world. I'm talking Microsoft now, not Facebook. And they said, okay, we're not going to just, you know, entertain you. We're going to educate you and train you, right? I'm going to show you how to do it. And then, like I said, let, 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 let's expand our, let's say our team's world, you know, our, our virtual conferencing world to be even more relevant. And like you were saying, like, no, we're going to create a controlled environment and we're going to bring our teams in there because this is super important. And we can't, the, the critical era that's there or anything that you have compliance or you, you exactly. have risk, you have high risk. And now I would tell people, what's the first, you know how pilots get trained to fly planes? They're not on a real plane. You know, you know, I'll tell you one, one <laughs> fun story I love to tell to our clients, and it's a true one. Do you know how they would train firefighters in Dubai airport? No, no, tell me about it. Yeah. True story, fun story. I always laugh, but it's true. Once a year, it's Dubai, you know, you do very simple. Once a year, you take a plane, you set it on fire, you call the firefighters, and they do their thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
only problem, tiny problem, it's once a year, tiny problem, it's a little bit expensive, it's also a little bit dangerous and everything. So exactly back to my point, some VR company came and they did a training and it's not once a year, it's every day. And obviously it's much safer. Obviously it's, you know, every day you want, blah, 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 blah. Lot cheaper, lots of everyone say it's a real fire. Like, yeah, that's that you're gonna feel the heat, right? <laughs> yep. And so people, you know, when they ask about this metaverse thing and they say, you know, it's bullshit and everything, it's like, hell no. You know, to summarize, it's based on technologies that have been here for like 25 years. Right. And we're in this perfect storm of all of those things have been maturing in the game space, in the business space, in the movie and entertainment space with very mature products that everyone, it's not new, like. 3D technology, everyone has been playing oh, with yeah. PlayStation since the 90s. It's just all of this is coming together and it's coming together with different hues. And on our website, we've got 600 of those case studies of companies who are deplo- developing and deploying those, you know, with real business returns in all business verticals. This is not a fad. This is not going anywhere. This is exactly like the internet. And I like, you know, some of uh, my friends have pulled videos of Bill Gates in the 90s trying to explain, you know, this internet thing to talk shows. There's one of Bill Gates and Letterman, I guess. And he's like, okay, so what's this internet thing you're talking about? Oh, yeah, you know, it's this thing where you're going to be able to communicate with people and like send messages and and everyone was making fun of them. And I think we are exactly at the same thing because people don't quite get it, but it's not going anywhere. No, no, it's not. I, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I've been in technology for 20, 25 years. And I remember video conferencing and they had the equipment, they had these gigantic servers and you needed it on both sides. You needed a uh, bandwidth. No one had you know, the bandwidth and people say, yeah, you need a DS3, which is like 45 <laughs> megs. That's just like impossible to have. It will cost you like a million dollars a month just to run it. They're like, oh, no, who's right. going to do that? Well, that we're here. We are right now. Me and you. We're on a Zoom platform. We're doing video it's like boring. It's like now 2022. It's like, oh, my God. It cost us basically, basically like, oh, nothing. Yeah. It cost the cost has gone down to basically Nothing. That that's Same this thing. is how technology works. To come, I remember when Polaroids first came out, cameras, and they were super expensive when they first came out. And my mother would always tell me, "Well, just wait a year. You know, that three hundred dollar camera will probably be less than a hundred dollars next year." So that's just how technology right. works. As people become more familiar, it starts to get uh, adoption rates get higher. You have your early adopters, right? Um, but then it then you, you have a certain smaller you know set of people that are using it, and then it gets bigger and bigger, and then all of a sudden you, you get an opportunity. What what happened, which I think this is my opinion, what's happening with the metaverse was wasn't completely sure yet. It's like how can you make or uh, supply a worldwide load on the world's data centers and platforms like Zoom and Teams. And Google Meets proved it because the whole world had to interact like this. So now I said, wow, our data centers and our cloud computer actually works. We can actually do this. Now, when you have with um, uh, 5.0 coming out, you know, from a um, carrier perspective, 5G, that's going to make this very, very possible. So here's the rub that you can leave people like, like you can stay on the fence and wait, or you can get bold. To start to build out a reasonable 
world. And I love how you said, don't just build a virtual world. Think about a use case in your business. I mean, it's not, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, people, I think a big part of the problem is purpose. Purpose. Uh, because people are like, hey, we're going to get in the metaverse because everyone is talking about this thing. It's not so much about getting there. It's about what do you do once you're there? So it's thinking about what's the use case? Like, what's the purpose of you using this thing? And everything falls together, if you will. If what you do has meaning, and if it makes sense to use a 3D tool, and once again, you know, it's a tool, it's not magical. You've got tools for everything, and some tools are great for doing certain mm-hmm. things. Other tools are good enough to do other things. So it's not a magical tool that's going to solve all of your problems, but for certain things, for a lot of things, it's a game changer that's allowing you to do new things we couldn't do before. So start with the purpose. I absolutely agree with you. Get your feet wet because, again, like kind of like the internet in the 90s when people were like, do I need a website? Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, yeah, and then people, you know, I remember AOL. No, do I need a mobile phone? And, yeah, you do. But you know what? You bring up a very, very good point. I want people to understand this because there was a social platform before Facebook. It was called MySpace. Right. People had MySpace and kids were using it, things like that. We said, well, why did Facebook become better? They had a better platform and they allowed the end users to have more control. And because of that, MySpace kind of fell away and Facebook grew. grew. Now you've got other social media platforms that are out there, but it's about the community. It's about the culture and how the ease of use. That's the whole thing. You get back to how, how did Microsoft become so good? It wasn't because, you know, they just created computers. No, they made computers easy to use. Right. I mean, I think the best example is the iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had, you know, Microsoft was making pocket PCs, you know, handheld computers for almost a decade before the iPhone. But Apple, you know, kind of used the same formula. But what they made is that whereas the pocket PC thing was a geek thing, I had like tons of those before the iPhone, but no one did. They made it like super simple and like my mother could use it. And that was the key. That was the key. Ease of use. So I'm looking for ease of use in these virtual worlds. So it becomes easy. It becomes, you know, you can adopt it like like nothing. And that'll, that'll probably happen in the next, you know, three to five years. I'm almost certain of that. Um, but you need to understand it the more you get used to it. But before we we let you go, what what's the best way for our viewers to get in touch with you, Terry? Sure. Good question. Uh, I'm super active on LinkedIn. Uh, we are very visible. So people can look us up on LinkedIn, uh, Terry Proto or go to our website, virtualrealitymarketing.com. Um, and we've got you know a lot of things. We've got our community also, Reality Innovators Network, also on LinkedIn. Um, and talk to me directly, look up the website. We have all the free resources, join the community, join the events, have your pick. I was going to say, what, what is it, are you having any events coming up? Um... Right. In the next actually, uh, two, three months. Yeah. What's, what's going we on? No, more than that, actually. We have uh, monthly networking events. So, as we are recording this, we have one uh, the second week of May, but this podcast may not be published by then. Right. Uh, but we're going to have one second week of June, second week of July. And those are really popular because they are. So, is that the, so, that's ongoing every second week of the month. 
Every second Wednesday of the month, we meet in all space in the metaverse. And our take was instead of talking, I, I like this formula, which was something like, uh, let's stop talking about the recipe and let's start making the cookies. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so we meet in, instead of talking about the metaverse, we meet in the metaverse. It's so much cooler. Second Wednesday of the month, all space VR. Well, we're, I, I will meet you there in the metaverse. I've got my VR headset. I can't wait to, uh, to interact. This is a new experience. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, continuing uh, this kind of conversation with a lot of different people. And I tell everyone, you can view all the episodes on Follow the Brand at www.5starbdm. And that is B for Brand, D for Development, and Infomasters.com. And I thank you very, very much, Terry, for sharing. And I look forward to interacting with you more. Thank you so much, Frank. It was a pleasure being with you today. Take care. Cheers. Yes.